You're listening to the Wrestling Basement Podcast. This podcast has not been sanctioned by the New World Order. Hey everyone, this is Guy Evans, author of Nitro, The Incredible Rise and Inevitable Collapse of Ted Turner's WCW, and you are listening to the Wrestling Basement Podcast. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Wrestling Basement Podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Now, work as always, I'm joined by a great friend of mine and my co-host, Mr. Graham Matthews from both Bleacher Report and Fansided Diddy DDT at WrestleRant on Twitter. Graham Matthews, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Um, you know, when we talk about the basement, I got to go to you. We had some throwback old retro conversations, and we'll have that in a second. You can follow me on Twitter and IG at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. So, Graham, we kicked off the new season uh, last week with the WrestleMania main event draft. That was mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, of course, I'm going to say I won. You're going to say you won. But overall, <laughs> a very interesting draft. Um, I'm still trying to get some time to carve out to kind of watch majority of those main events because I have not seen those main events in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you do too. Uh, for those who have not heard it, go ahead and check it out. It's on, as I mentioned, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and, and all that good stuff. Today... Uh, we're going to talk about we're embarking on the 25th anniversary of the 1997 Royal Rumble. So I know when people hear 97 Royal Rumble, it's not, you know, the end all be all of Royal Rumbles. It ain't, it ain't the GOAT. But what people need to know and understand is that it kind of spearheaded different directions of where the company would go for, mm-hmm. for an individual, how the company would be laid out and portrayed and presented, you know, the last Royal Rumble of that WWF new generation gimmicky era as we know it. Uh, before I go further, because you know, this is my kind of time frame, my wheelhouse. When's the last time you saw the 97 Royal Rumble, Graham? Um, a very long time. Probably several years. I I, I tend to go back <laughs> and rewatch multiple rumbles every rumble season this mm-hmm. is definitely not in that conversation because i don't no. like the match itself i've seen every rumble i just probably haven't seen it in a good probably five or six years it's been a while so when i mentioned 1997 royal rumble what do you recall most what stands out what pops into your head about that rumble Maybe I'm mixing it up, but I feel like it was just the epitome of factions. Like, was this the the rumble where we had like the DOA and and, and shit like that, or was that another one? Was that the I think DOA? Rumble? No, the Godwins were in there. We still had fake Razor, fake Diesel was in in in, uh, in that time frame. Um, the Nation was involved. Okay, I'm not sure about DOA at that point. I think DOA was the year after in '98. Yeah, I might be mixing this up with the 99 one, too. Yeah. Because um, that one was notoriously terrible. Well, that's a different podcast for a different time. Yeah. As far as this one, I mean, obviously, the winner, I I, I think of that one. And, and kind of, as you mentioned, kind of the, you know, building the bridge between the Attitude Era. It wasn't exactly the Attitude Era yet, depending mm-hmm. on who you ask. Um, Vince hadn't really ushered that in until later on in 97. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, the last one of a certain era, I would certainly say that. So it is significant for that alone, among many other things, I would say. For what I remember, I know we'll, we'll get into it. 97, talk about January of 97, we're coming across where Bret Hart has returned um, two months prior. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have Psycho Sid as the world champion. Um. Rocky Maivia is not the rock yet. Yeah. You have Stone Cold there, but he, he's still trying to find his way, even though months after that, that King of the Ring victory. Um at this point, Sean was on was on top of the world. Um still it's still a big man kind of company. They got the Sid, Taker, Vader, um, Taker and Mankind was still had that rivalry going on. Um, a lot of tag teams, factions you mentioned, Nation Domination, uh, Intercontinental title was a, a prominent title at that time. I think mm-hmm. Ahmed Johnson was the champion. I could be wrong, but still a high-profile kind of class for Intercontinental champions. McMahon was still doing commentary, and I think that's the last time McMahon did a Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still I, I, I'll always be a fan of Big Man on commentary, even though some could think he's over the top and doesn't really add much to it. But I think, you know, having Big Man, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross on, on, on commentary is one of, one of the best. It's not Gorilla and Bobby Heenan and Jr. and, and, and Lawler, but Big Man was pretty good. Better than better than what people say about him. Mm-hmm. Um, Royal Rumble. Uh, I think that's the first stadium for Royal Rumble. Oh, it was the it was the Alamo Dome? Alamo no? Dome, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Antonio. Yep. And I think that was the first stadium show, not just for a Rumble, but for anything in, 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 a, in, a, in a while. I'm trying to remember the last stadium show they had for an event. Um, Prior to that? I think what... So I know SummerSlam 92 was Wembley. 93, I'll, I'll talk about big stadium, not, not, not outdoor. I know WrestleMania 9 was outdoors. 10, 11, 12 was indoors. 13 was indoors. But I don't remember nothing else prior to that, being, out, being outdoor in a big fucking stadium. Yeah, no, 92 SummerSlam was probably the last stadium show they did. Um, I don't know why the 97 Rumble. I don't know why they did a stadium for that one specifically, but it was it was definitely the first for the Rumbles as far as that's going. They've done a few since, but now they do in baseball stadiums. But, yeah, it definitely was notable. Yeah, that was weird because unless they, they knew Shawn Michaels was going to be champion, uh, become champion again, and he's from San Antonio, they say, hey, fuck, let's do Alamo Dome. I mean, that was – that was the home the home court for the Spurs and, and stuff like that. So the Spurs ain't had no arena at that yeah. time. It's like, oh, we're in a fucking dome. Let's might as well do it. So um, very interesting time as a fan growing up and, and looking at that. Again, we're going to we're at the at the very end of that new generation, new uh, you know, gimmicky, lighthearted, this is for kids only. Um occupational wrestlers type of era. And you mentioned earlier, it bridged the gap into the attitude era a year after. So uh, when you look at it, it's a big difference from 97 to 98, like a complete 360. And again, it's much needed. They're in the, they're in that war with WCW and nitro. And it's like, 
maybe they feel like this is we can't do this shit no more. Yeah. Because when you go into following pay-per-views of Final Four, WrestleMania, and stuff like that, they 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 start tweaking things here and there. Um, but I think '97 Royal Rumble is like the when I mentioned SummerSlam '92 was the end of the golden era. Royal Rumble '97 is the end of that new generation gimmicky era, bar none. Mm-hmm. And that'd be a good way of putting it. I mean, would you say the Rumble specifically or 97? Like, what about would Mania kind of kick off that attitude era in your opinion then? I I think there's many variations of saying when the attitude era kicked off, what was the yeah. initial spark? People are going to say Montreal Screwjob. It's mm-hmm. like the epitome. All right, now we're up and running. Yeah. But you're seeing Stone Cold's speech at King of the Ring. You see... Uh, the Bret Hart Steve Austin match at WrestleMania 13. You know, you see the hell in a cell. Like it just there's a lot of things that, that led up to the to that the official beginning, you know, DX forming. It's just I don't think there's a clear cut answer to when the attitude error officially started. There's no official start date. Yeah, yeah. But there are things that led up. But I think just the rumble pit review itself, you could see it from a, a month later at Final Four. It's a completely different show. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, it's it's a totally different show, especially going to that year's WrestleMania and the, the, just the kind of vibe they were going for and obviously the the continuation of the Stone Cold Bret Hart feud and, the, you, know, Bret, you know, that whole thing with Shawn Michaels being in the mix mm. and whatever, so being taken out of the mix by WrestleMania. Um, definitely an interesting time period in WWE. I mean, with all the top players, as we're going to get to as well, especially in the final eight, like a lot of these people going on to have incredible careers in WWE. Yeah. Um, this was really the, the rocket debut just a couple months earlier too. I think we forgot to mention that at survivor series in 96. Um, wow. I don't know if he was in the match itself, but I know he had debuted two months earlier. I'm sure he was on the show in some form or fashion, but uh, you know, triple H kind of got his feet under him in 97 as well. So mm-hmm. uh, winning the King of the ring that year. So 97 was a pretty pivotal year, not my favorite year in WWE history, but a pretty pivotal <laughs> year nonetheless. Yeah. You know what? 97, I think the latter part is where shit picked up. Mm-hmm. You know, as you mentioned, the Bret Hart Stone Cold rivalry is going on. Um, the beginning part was more like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. But then, like, and we'll get to when Sean gets hurt, it's supposed to be Bret and Sean rematch at WrestleMania 13. If that happens, we don't get Bret and Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13. So it, that 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 day is like, yo. A bunch of what ifs are, are coming out of that of that show, right? Yeah, WrestleMania so, was kind of drastically changed. I don't know if that was always the plan for what man. I don't know if they knew by this point what they were doing at WrestleMania, and if they did, then I, I assume at least one of those matches that changed. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were planning on Sean and Brett by that point. I think they were already kind of set on Brett and Brett and Stone Cold and the Taker and Sid stuff and everything else. It was everything was in a state of flux at that state at that point in time. I would say. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, The Rock did did debut two months prior at Survivor Series, so he was in the match. He was in the in, in, in okay. the actual Rumble. All right. Um, who else was in the Rumble? I'm gonna tell you. Wow. First of all, the card: Hunter Hearst Helmsley, not even Triple H at that time. Yep, hadn't he changed beat, over yet. He beat Goldust in an Intercontinental Championship match. Oh my God. Um. Uh, I'm gonna say Triple H. Triple H had Mr. Hughes on his side, and Goldust had Mar- uh, 
Marlena. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was pre-China. Pre-China. China did not. She didn't show up to like what? August of 97? Yes. July or August, I think. Yeah. One of the two. It was yeah. that summer. Because mm-hmm. she was there with him for SummerSlam when he faced uh, Mankind. Oh, was she there for 13? Uh, WrestleMania 13? Was she? I don't think so. Like I know she came from the crowd. She was in the crowd. And she did she bear hug Marlena or some shit like that. And she just fucking grabbed her out of nowhere. I'm, oh, wait, did Triple H face Goldust that year at WrestleMania? And this show? Actually, no, this well, he show, faced him on this show. Yeah, Rumble. It was Hunter and Goldust. And uh, WrestleMania 13, I don't know until I look it up who Hunter faced. Was it? Oh, it might have been. Hold up. Let me see some. Faced Owen one of those years. Grant got me working right now. Hold on. Yeah, I know. Now I'm confused. That yeah. was in the summer. But she did debut yeah. by attack. Hunter Hearst and Goldust. So, oh, so it says Hunter Hearst with China defeated Goldust with Marlena at WrestleMania 13. So they had a rematch from the Rumble? Yeah. Wow, that's weird. Um, We had Ahmed Johnson defeated Farouk. Okay. Vader defeated The Undertaker. Wow. Interesting. That was right after he debuted as well. Or no, well, I'm sorry. No, not right after. He had debuted in early 96. He was already there for about a year by that point. Um, we had Shawn Michaels beat Psycho Sid for the world title. Yep. Um, how long was that match? 13 minutes. Okay. The Survivor um, Series moment was great. Yeah. The Survivor Series better is better than, than the Rumble match. I would say I don't remember the Rumble match at all, but I remember the Survivor Series. I mean, I wasn't watching at that point, but yeah, going back and watching it, I think the Survivor Series match was far better personally. And people in New York, I love Sean, but people in New York hated Sean that night. That night, when when Jose Lothario got knocked down, they couldn't have given oh, two shits. They cheered. They were cheering for Psycho Sid like they crazy. were savages. <laughs> um, and of course, Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble by eliminating Bret Hart. Um, the, the stone cold thing never saw before he got eliminated. Referee was not looking, um, comes back in, throws out everybody, throws out Bret Hart. He wins. And at that point in time, the way you saw Bret react is like, Oh, like he's really, he's really, really fucking tight. Yeah. Beyond the character, Bret Hart. Like he's really tight at events, and it's like, oh shit! Like, the Stone Cold really win this the Rumble without nobody looking. Like, what the fuck yeah, going yeah. on? And me, I'm a I'm a Stone Cold fan at now, then, before, but that was a very interesting twist of how you could win a Rumble without nobody looking. Yeah, no, it was. I don't think they've ever done anything like that since then, where they've had someone win and then switch them out and whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how I would have felt at the time had I been watching it as a fan, but. It was interesting. The thing about that one is that he actually didn't end up getting the title shot, obviously. They had the four-way pay-per-view the following month, like you said. They ended up... I mean, Bretton Bretton Austin was by far the best part of that show. I mean, that should have been the main event. That should have been the title match. Taker and Sid only... I mean, if the title was... I mean, it wasn't that great of a match anyway, but had the title not been in the line, even less people would have cared. So I feel like that match probably needed him more. But Taker and... Not Taker. Austin and... uh, and uh, Hart was the real main event of that show and the best part about it. So that was mm-hmm. the real WWE title match to me. But the whole title picture and 
Sean losing his smile and Vader's involvement. I mean, it's just weird to think about in retrospect. It was just a mm. mess going into 97. The title changed names multiple times on Raw going into the show. It was crazy. I'm going to tell you the 30 participants into, into this rumble. Oh, no. Crush. Okay. Ahmed Johnson. All right. Fake Razor. Waste of a spot. <laughs> Waste of a spot. Already. Number <laughs> number three is usually a good number. Number two, three. You know, the hot the, 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 the hot spot. Fake Razor coming out. I know. What a waste. Um, Phineas Godwin. All right. Uh, Stone Cold at number five. Finally. Bart Gunn. Jesus. That Jake, was before he went brawl the uh, brawl for all too. Brawl for all, yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay, not bad. I'm surprised he was still in the company by that point. The, the British Bulldog. Okay, we got some star power here. What is this? The 80s. <laughs> yeah, Jake Bulldog. You know, Jesus. Um, somebody who I cannot pronounce at number nine. Um, the Sultan at number ten. The Sultan, who later became Rikishi. Yeah, for those that don't know. Yep. Uh, number eleven, Mil Mascaris. Yep, Alberto Del Rio's uncle, I believe. Twelve, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yep, there we go. Thir- Some star 13, power. 13, Owen Hart. Okay. Fourteen, Goldust. Not bad. Fifteen, Cybernetico. No idea who that is. Yeah, exactly. Sixteen, Mark Merrow. All right. <laughs> Seventeen, Latin Lover. I feel like these were that was the, I feel like 97 was the year they had some of the uh the smaller wrestlers or uh, yeah wrestlers whatever you want to call I don't know what the exact term is but yeah you know what I mean the, the, I think they had those like the, the luchadors luchador the little yeah. like the you know whatever that mil, mil mascaris I don't think was part of them but and this is my point when you see this rumble compared to 98 it's like whoa yeah like we 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 ain't fucking around no more. This is this is the last bullshit rumble we have it. Um, eighteen rumble. Farouk. All right. Nineteen Savio Vega. Okay. Twenty. Uh, Road Dog Jesse James. Was it was it Jesse James at that point? Yeah, you still yeah, with double. It wasn't Road Dog. Twenty one Bret Hart. All right, not bad. Twenty two Jerry Lawler. Oh God. Twenty three Fake Diesel. Terrible. 24, Terry Funk. All right. 25, Rocky Maivia. Okay, this is, I mean, those are pretty good people, uh, we're, actually. We're, we're getting there. 26, Mankind. I, this isn't really... This is a pretty good lineup for the most part. 27, Flash Funk. All right, two Cold Scorpio. 28, Vader. All right. 29, Henry O. Godwin. Waste. 30, Undertaker. That's a pretty good lineup overall, to be honest with you. A lot of good people. A lot mm. of future Hall of Famers right there. True, but like you said, a lot of wasted spots. You know. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Um the question I want to ask is this. Um, we mentioned Sean, he won the rum- the rumble. He won the-, the belt against Sid. And again, he gets hurt. I guess people could say legit or not, he gets hurt. He has to drop the belt a month later on Raw. I lost yep. his smile. And in real life, it was supposed to be Sean and Brett in a rematch at WrestleMania 13. Mm-hmm. We don't get that. We get Stone Cold and Brett, which is a top three WrestleMania match of all time. Yep. I'm not even complaining. But 
we are we are in the land of what ifs. That's what the show is about. So, Graham, what if Sean never got hurt, and it was him and him and Brett for the title at WrestleMania 13? Could you try to fantasize f- fantasy book what the fuck Stone Cold would have been doing? Uh-huh. Taker would have been doing what Sid would have been doing. Would that have lived up to WrestleMania 12 if Sean does not get hurt and drop the belt? And we have Sean and Brett at WrestleMania 13 instead of Stone Cold and Brett. Um, I'm sure it's been said before what Stone Cold would have been doing had Hart and Sean too come to fruition or the WrestleMania rematch because they already they already had a couple matches elsewhere prior to that point. I don't remember though. I haven't. I'm sure I've read it before because I was curious myself. Um, I, I assume Sean would have won. Or, I'm sorry, Brett would have won having you know with Sean winning the year before. Mm-hmm. Brett was not losing two years in a row. I think Brett would have won that rematch. As far as Stone Cold, what does he do? Uh, Brett would have won. Held on to the championship. Austin could have gone after him in the title coming out of WrestleMania. Him and Taker maybe. Um, that's a much stronger match on paper than then sit and take her if it's not for the championship. And that wasn't even all that strong, even with the title on the line. So I don't know if you, I mean, I would say you're not going to have Stone Cold lose again, but he lost again to Bret Hart at WrestleMania after losing that Survivor Series already. So, True. but the thing is, you don't get, if you don't do him and Hart, then you don't get that sharpshooter spot with the blood rushing down the face and that star making moment. Does he still have that with Taker? Probably not. Does he become the same star? Probably because he was that good. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Does he go babyface? Does he turn tweener? Do they have the double turn? No, probably not. So it would have drastically changed that WrestleMania if we got a uh, Brett and Sean in that main event instead. And you can't even do Stone Cold and Hunter. You can't do Stone Cold and The Rock. He was not there yet. I mean, yep. like character wise, you ain't doing Stone Cold and Ahmed and Goldust. It's Stone Cold for the Intercontinental. Owen Hart. I don't. I yeah. really don't know where you put Stone Cold. Well, him and Owen Hart ended up feuding a year or later on in the year, right? Later on, yeah. Title? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they would have done, to be honest. To be honest with you, I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm glad I got Stone Cold and Brett. I, you can't deny that, but it's always yeah, a, a yeah. question mark of what if. Because if that's the case, then who wins the Rumble? Then Brett would, then Brett would have happened to win the Rumble if... See, my thing is this. They don't know Sean's hurt until after the Rumble. So Stone Cold was penciled in to win it anyway. Yeah. So, like, how do you get Brett and Sean at 13 if Stone Cold wins the Rumble unless you have the Final Four happen and then Brett wins the Final Four? Because if you if you recall, Brett fights Sid for the belt the following night on Raw. I thought it was a couple weeks later, but it was around that point, yeah. In the cage, right? Something like that, yeah. And Stone Cold makes Brett lose. So it was fucking confusing as as hell. Yeah. But we we finally got to that point. But it's like, man, if you can make shit simple, Stone Cold wins the the Rumble, loses the opportunity the following month, Sean and Brett at WrestleMania. And then when you see Sean at WrestleMania, he's jumping, dancing, whatever, commentary. And it's like, yo, is your man like really bullshitting out here? So yeah, Brett, yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, you're a fucking liar. Uh-huh. I think he said you and your your your, your pussy foot injury 
And then something Mc, like you're talking man is covering Sean at the at the table, like yo, don't go nowhere. It just when you think about it now, it's like damn, like wow, Brett was really fucking tight up Sean. He was talking mad shit, yeah. They, they really hated <laughs> each other. No, nah, mad shit. Um the last eight in that rumble, I'm not saying everybody, yep. but majority of those people really spearheaded into this new era, which is the attitude era. For the yeah, company. the attitude area. Yeah, uh, we had Terry Funk involved. You know, he yep. became a mainstay in that, in that hardcore era um, in '98, '99. Mankind would de- would develop into Cactus Jack, Dude Love. Yep, he would have he would be in the Rumble three times the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rock will be. Let me. T- I mean, The Rock is The Rock. Yeah, obviously. The Rock, the Rock will be the last man, the second to last man standing in, in the Rumble the following year with Stone Cold. He's a big uh-huh. player, intercontinental champ, world champion, whatever. Taker. Taker would change his, change his whole character around, become mm-hmm. champion, all that stuff. Stone Cold, obviously, become a multiple-time champion, intercontinental tag team, world champion. Brett, on the other hand, will become champion again Later that year, had the Hard Foundation feud with Stone Cold. Um, yeah, he won the belt sh- back at SummerSlam, right? No, he, that was Shaker at SummerSlam. Yeah, which he is did, a very, yeah, very no, was champion, yeah. which is a very underrated match. That thought, no, that wasn't Highway from Hell. That was '98, but that was still a good match, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, then Brett would go on to leave the company, yep. as as we all know. Um, yep. It's always a what if. What if Brett would have stayed? I would have loved for Brett to stay. I, him and The Rock, and you know him and more and Hunter, and him and Taker, him and Stone Cold, and him and Mankind, Kane. Like, just imagine those matches. Yeah, gotten except for when he left. I mentioned Kane. He was a fake Diesel. You know, he he was on a hiatus. He came back as Kane and fucking a bad blood. It's like all Hall of Famers. Yeah, involved, involved in that in that final eight, and it's like. To kind of wrap it up, it's like that people look at this Rumble main, this Rumble card, this Rumble night, not the Rumble match, but the Rumble night is like yeah. the night where shit changed. And it's like when you're watching as a kid, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And when you reflect back on it now, 20, 25 years later, it's like, like, damn, like, it's just crazy. It is wild. Just think about it in, in retrospect. I mean, how much has changed since then? All the, the you know the stars that a lot of those people would go on to become. The, the funny thing about this Rumble too is that the Rumble itself, we're not talking about it because it was a great Rumble. I mean, far from it. It wouldn't be anywhere near my top ten. But the significance of it and what stemmed from it was really what made it notable. So you can't say that about a lot of Rumbles, but it did for this one, which is kind of weird in retrospect. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point in time, time, I might I might check it out. You know, really. See if it was a bad rumble as most say it is. I mean, maybe um, not bad, more so like forgettable. I would say. Yeah. If I remember correctly, anyway. I know '98 was better. I nah, know that for a fact. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, it probably was. I'd have I, to go back I, and watch it. I think maybe. You know, you know, you know what it could be. I think when you're in a smaller venue. Yeah. You kind of hear the crowd more and everything. They, they feel like they're more into it. And when you're watching the Alamo Dome rumble, it's like, are people cheering? Like, 
Yeah, uh, they, they had that going? big atmosphere feel. Yeah, it just didn't have that same electricity right. that the other smaller arenas do. Yeah, I agree with that. As you know, the pros and cons there. Yeah. Because, like, would you take the 97 Rumble or, or, or 99? Which I heard it's your favorite. I mean, obviously, 97. <laughs> obviously. It's like that. Or would I take the 97 Rumble over a Ginger Mahal WWE title reign? Of course. Absolutely. Yo, you and Ginger got to stop. This is this is going on too too long now. Yeah, yeah, I got to settle this in the ring or something. I was gonna say in the ring, probably not. But I did. Uh, I mean, I didn't say anything to him. But I met him. I met him and interviewed him in person, not mm-hmm. per request, but it was just right. kind of thrown at me when I was at SummerSlam earlier in the summer. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention the fact, you know, shockingly, I didn't mention that I I hated his WWE title reign. He is a decent guy though. He's he's a nice guy. I would never tell him that I'm his biggest detractor, but. Um, thankfully, I don't think he, he even knows who I am, so I'm, I'm sure I'm flying under the radar as far as that goes, which is good. He hasn't blocked right. me on Twitter yet. So. I don't go out of my way to talk shit to him in person. I think mm. that's kind of shitty, so I, I, at least I don't do that. I, I, I kid. I kid. Um, Just to wrap it up, I think in comparison from 97 to 98, you know, I think with the company, you know, they, they changed the intro. They changed the logo. They changed... You know, different sets for uh, pay-per-views. They, they added Hell in a Cell. They added casket matches. And they added a whole bunch of shit that was not happening. You know, steel cage matches, of course. Um, they just added a bunch of stuff that was not, was not happening in that company. At that time, they kind of went, went away from just, you know, that PG Kitty kind of era. They, they flipped the script. You know, they, they had to do that to kind of keep in, keeping the race for WCW they had no choice, which is I, I respected. Yeah. Um, but when you look at that 98 Rumble real quick to kind of get a comparison of like who was involved and what kind of match we had, you know, you have Vader and Gold. No, Vader, Gold Dust. You had, uh, okay, this match is terrible. Um, <laughs> the Rock and Ken Shamrock for the Intercontinental Championship, LOD, the New Age Outlaws. Yep. So fucking the Outlaws were, were born in this Rumble. Stone Cold beat The Rock uh, in, in, in the Rumble match to el- to eliminate him. And then Sean beat Taker in the casket match. That's where Sean gets hurt. He's out for yep. four years. Um, real quick, the Rumble, Cactus Jack, Chainsaw Charlie, Tom Brandy. I have no idea who you are. The Rock, Mosh, Phineas Godwin, 8-Ball. This is where you talk about DOA. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Black Jack Bradshaw. Owen Hart, Steve Blackman, D'Lo, Kurgan, Mark Merrow, Ken Shinrock, Thrasher, Mankind, Goldust, Jeff Jarrett, the Honky Tonk Man, Ahmed Johnson, Mark Henry, Skull, Kama, Stone Cold, Henry Godwin, Savio, Farouk, Do Love, Chains, Vader. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different than from 97. Ninety, I would take ninety-seven over that one. Ninety, that one sounds like a shit show. <laughs> wow, ninety-seven over ninety-eight. All right, that is that sounds awful. Yeah, but 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 ninety-nine is still your worst. I would have to say so. Ninety-nine. I don't know if it's the worst, but because twenty fourteen was pretty bad too. Twenty fifteen as well, but mm. it's it's definitely in that conversation, no doubt. Easily, easily. So I would say that to wrap it up, the '97 Rumble is the the the. the hmm, do I want to say that the '97 Rumble was the end of the new generation era, mm-hmm. bridging the gap 
for the Attitude Era, which came in a few months after that. I mean, I've always said that it was Survivor Series. That that to me felt like it was the end of that new generation era. I mean, but, the thing is, is that we kind of we kind of got the Attitude Era before they officially called it the Attitude Era. Like you said, before Vince came on TV and said we're going to introduce more Attitude, we already had that in '97. But I don't, I don't know if it was this event specifically. I mean, I always go back. We've talked about this before. I always go back to that Bret Hart promo on Raw where he was talking shit back in March of 97 where he was talking shit to, uh, to Steve or in Canada or whatever to the USA fans. That, that's, that was kind of the pinpoint for me. I don't know if I would say this pay-per-view exactly, but it was definitely around this time for sure. Absolutely. Oh, are you referring to when he was cursing out Vince in a steel cage? Or Vince. Yeah, yeah. Not, not Austin. Yeah, it was Vince. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah he was he was going in. He was he going, was going in. all fucking in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm in for like an event purpose because Final Four was Final Four. WrestleMania WrestleMania 13 could that have been? Eh, I'd have to go back and watch it, but maybe it, that could have been the catalyst as well. It, mm. It's subjective. I mean, it really, if you said that one, I I don't think you were wrong. I need people to tell me. Royal Rumble 97 or WrestleMania 13 was the end of the new generation era. So I mean, again, I more people will tell you later on in Survivor Series. So I don't know if it's just between those two. There's a lot what, of 97? 97? 97? Yeah, 97, not 96. But, uh, you, know, people, oh, you know, people might say 96. People might say Survivor Series. People have said late 96 before. So, mm. you know, sure. there's a lot of different answers, really. Yeah. Um, I don't want to hold you up too long. You're a very busy guy. I know you got work to do, got articles to write. Um, <laughs> Graham Matthews, always appreciated. Find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRants. Great work for both Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. Find me on IG and Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J, C-R-U-Z. To find the podcast, go to SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Give us a rate, comment, download, all that good stuff. Uh, show some love and support for the show. Shout out to Red Bull. Got the cans behind me in the fridge. You got to see on the video. Uh, big time shout out to them. Graham Matthews, my man, always appreciate it. Appreciate you, Randy. Looking forward to the next one. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, you too. All right.